episode 140 of Junior Senior 2 Views is on. It is Sunday, the 16th of April, 2023. Let's get it on. Play-in results. Now, I'm of the opinion that the the play-in games should not exist, and uh, plenty of these games will show why. Now, the Pelicans might be the biggest disappointment this year. Uh, Zion is... I don't know what's going on with him. Seriously, no one does. I, I'm so... I don't know. When does the organization just say to Zion, you are the future. We're paying you how much every year. We've given you an extension. Play. I know there's injuries there, but we're doing everything we can. But you have to be on the court. Like, when does the organization just get tired of it? Because hmm. at this point, David Griffin must must feel like he's Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill. All right. So... I don't know. I think it's the biggest disappointment, probably because it, the difference was Zion, Zion Williamson for their season. They started off twenty three and fourteen with him, and then suddenly everything fell apart with him not in the lineup. Constant hamstring issues, constant health issues. I don't know what this means going forward. I don't think the Pelicans. I think you make as many moves as you can to provide support. You got McCollum, you got Ingram, but you Speaking need Zion. Of CJ. So. Speaking of CJ, he was garbage in that playing yeah, game. Yeah, So, well, look, I mean, that's the fact that they left is one thing. The fact that the team after them who beat them, the Thunder, have now bowed out. Yeah. But impressively so. Look. No one expected them there. The Thunder, I fully expect them to be players in the trade market sooner rather than later. I don't think they're going to just be throwing these picks away. I believe they're going to collate them and trade them for a superstar eventually. Because mm-hmm. you can't just sit on all of this young talent with so much picks. Like the old adage says, too much of too much of something can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So you have way too much first round picks over the next four years that you don't know what to do with. Yeah. So I fully expect Sam Presti to be on the trade market very very soon to make this team into a contender. Okay, so that's them. Now we say. Adios to the Bulls? Yeah. Finally, huh? It was so... Oh, wow. It was a relief. It was a relief. I was like, after that, the Raptors game was... (laughs) Look, it was wholesome seeing DeMar DeRozan's daughter throw off the Raptors uh, choking at free throws. Um, But it was... Honestly, the Heat and Bulls playing game was just a contest to see who who was going to get swept by Milwaukee in the first round of the playoffs anyway. Uh-huh. So I could not watch stand to watch these bums play another four games this year. Uh-huh. Seriously. I, I the, These Chicago Bulls have been some of the most... Disab- like, my expectations for them this year... That was if a fart. You remember, if you remember, my expectations for them this year were pretty low to begin with. Uh-huh. And they've somehow not even not even met them. Mm-hmm. They've been absolutely just so mediocre all year long. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, it's not even like uh, one thing. It's not even just Billy Donovan or the fact that Vucevic can't defend to save his life, or the fact that Zach Levine is more inconsistent than my bowel. Okay, all right, whatever. Like, seriously, I'm not talking about your bowels. We don't care about your bowels. The bottom line is they have to tear that team down, start from ground zero. Pretty much, I don't think you can. At I don't think point, you can't. You can't really expect much else. At this point, tear it down. You might have to consider it. Tear it down. Because it's a mess. Not, the, you're not it's if hot you're garbage. Looking, you're looking at the 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 um uh ceiling of this team. This is this. This is it. This is the ceiling. First round exit is mm-hmm. the ceiling oh. of this team. 
And, oh, well. But, but what happens? Do you just amnesty Lonzo? Because I don't think he's going to be on the court anytime soon. I think do that's you, it for him. Do you just amnesty him? I don't know. That's it for him. So that's it for the Bulls. They're boring. I don't talk about it. Yeah. Boring me. Moving on. Uh, one last team who bowed out, obviously, the Raptors. Yeah. Only four years ago, they were one, They were hoisting up a championship. Now they're pretty they, they're, out. They're, they're another team that may well have to blow it up as well. Mm. Um, because they've, they've done a little bit of fence-sitting. And I look, look, Masai Jury, I think he, he's the one GM in all of sports who could do that effectively, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work, does it? You need every single thing to go right mm-hmm. to have a windowless plan. And it's just, you can't have a windowless plan. So I think they're going to tear it down and start from scratch. That, that Van Vliet contract's going to be rough to work around. Um, I think Scotty Barnes still has potential, even though he had a sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the Raptors at least have some young talent to build off of. Well, the Bulls have. Oh, we'll see. Nothing. Okay, we'll see. So now we fast forward to the first set of games that have already happened. They happened today. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yesterday over there. Mm-hmm. So we start with the Golden State Warriors losing yep. to the Sacramento Kings. Never thought anybody would see that. It took... It's been a long it's time been between drinks. Seventeen years since the Sacramento Kings a won long a, time won a playoff game. That it, the stadium actually had people in there, and it wasn't the regular season. So the, you know, and it was fantastic to see. I mean, Sacramento fans are good fans, and they deserved good basketball. Well, they I'll tell you what, they got it. a good show. De'Aaron Fox, the second player to score thirty-eight points. thirty-eight points, second player in history on his first playoff game. That's look. Think about the the Kings' late history now, and he's been with the Kings. I'd say. At least seven years right now, De'Aaron Fox. Several, if not seven years, then more than more than a few years now. And, and he's the last holdover. Yeah. So, you know, they got rid of Halliburton. And people are like, what are you doing? So now everybody looks like he, whoever made that move looks like a genius because they obviously felt they had too many guards, still, and that was it. I still think adding Halliburton in that trade was a bad move. I really? Think, well, who's I watching still, TV on? Who's yeah, watching TV now? True. But so I, there you go. I still think you could have gotten Sabonis in another roundabout way. Oh, well. But... It's worked. It's worked. It's worked. Malik and, Monk's a good pickup. I've, I've really uh, bet against the, the Kings all year long, saying that this run was unsustainable. And I, off off recording, I picked them to win this series. And okay. I'm still sticking with that. What are, you, what are you saying? I'm saying they'll win this in six. Four games of two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, look, they have the home court edge. And Golden State was I, garbage during the regular season. I cannot uh, bet against them. I can't do it. Golden they, State was garbage during the regular season on a road. 11-30 on a road. They have more consistent depth than the Warriors. And I know the Warriors have championship and playoff experience. I know that. Mm. But their depth has been so inconsistent. Mm. Really inconsistent. Okay. Poole hasn't been there. Wiggins hasn't been been on. Mm-hmm. Even the, the the vestiges. Curry's been on and off. Clay's been mostly off all season long. Oh, well. And Dre's just been a damn. Well, in this game, it was closer than what people thought it would be. Uh, the Kings pulled off a, a victory. I'm not sure if... It's over yet, so let's not. I don't. I don't think. I think it's going to go seven. No, but that's the, just me. The Warriors are still going to be around. Okay. Um, and it's going to take quite a while for. It's going to take a big, big run for the Kings to knock them off because the Warriors are never going to go away until you drive a stick through their hearts. All right. The other game, the Knicks shocked the Cavaliers. Yeah. No one gave the Knicks a chance. Yeah. Of course, I give the Knicks a chance. 
every time. That's for you, Rob the Boy Monroy. The Knicks won a game that no one thought they'd win, and Jalen Brunson was in the zone all game long. He's a star. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson is a star. He is that dude. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable in this game. And don't get it twisted. The Cavs still played a really good game. Donovan Mitchell was pretty well, was almost equal to Brunson. Of course. But Look, that's just, Donovan Mitchell. But I you know something about the Knicks? RJ Barrett almost lost them this game. He was mm-hmm. awful. Oh, well, look, put up seven points. I will tell you this much right now: the Knicks out rebounded the Cavs fifty-one to thirty-eight. Okay, mm-hmm. I believe the bench scoring was effective. They scored more points in the paint. Obi Toppin, I love me some Obi Toppin. He contributed. Like I said, Jalen Brunson went off. Donovan Mitchell's going to score. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell has played in playoffs every year since his rookie season. He's going to score his points, but no one else was scoring because he had the most points. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell had 38 points. Then the second person was Okoro and after uh, no, yeah, 38 uh, 38 points. That's it. Donovan yeah. Mitchell scored all the points that they that they could get. And so, I'll tell you this much. No, Garland after 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 Mitchell, but I I think this is going to be a good series. I'm saying the Knicks going to win. I'm going to I'm going to say, I'm, gonna say some, I'm saying 6 on this one. Six. I'm saying okay. six. I'm saying um, six. That's a bold prediction, but I'll leave it there. I'm going. I'm going with the Cavs in seven. It's going to be a hard fought. Cavs series. in seven. It's All going right. to be a very, very hard, hard fought series, and I believe the Knicks will give uh, the Cavaliers a huge challenge. The young Cavs a huge challenge, but I believe that Donovan Mitchell's leadership mm-hmm. and his playoff experience will get them through this first round. I don't really see them going to the conference finals, not with the the East being a buzzsaw this year, of but course not. it'll be a huge step for this young Cavs team in okay. rebuilding. The next... I still believe that Kobe Altman should win executive of the year. Okay, next series we will focus on is the Boston Celtics blowing the almost uh, beating the beating the Hawks fairly squarely. But it was a lot closer than it should have been because at it one point the Celtics were obliterating but, the Hawks. Uh, all I need to cite is seventeen percent. That's how much the Hawks shot the shot from three. Mm-hmm. Awful. Just for a team that has Trey Young on it, you're really shooting that bad from three. And Bo- Bogdan Bogdanovich, a yeah, three-point specialist, well. you're shooting that from three. Come on. Come yeah, they on. they shot poorly. Come five on it, five of twenty nine was is not that nothing is, right home. That's, that is Houston Rockets twenty eighteen yeah. ineptitude. Oh well, not no, not really, well, but close. That's awful. They got out rebounded fairly much in this whole game, fifty eight to forty five. Uh, they got defensive rebounded out. Uh, look, everything pointed in the Celtics' direction. At one point, it was almost laughable by the by halftime. The Celtics were already near seventy points, if not more. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think. I honestly think Quinn Schneider should have said no thanks to subbing in after uh, after Nate got fired. I think it was ba- basically better off for him to just, just sit like, back and relax. Us. This team's honestly, not going to win a game. Let me. I don't think they win a single honestly, game. Honestly, let me point. Um, I've done a lot of defending of the Hawks in the past. Nate McMillan. There you go. I've done a ton of defending of them. Why? And I have. I have really. Um, gave them a ton of leeway, but now I'm not going to. Oh, How are you gonna. this bad? And this, uh, are, when do we point at the players for just being uh, just so entitled? 
Because this is now three coaches that this playing group has gone through. And it's now three coaches that Trey Young has gone through. Oh, well. How much influence does he have on management and ownership? Well, there's rumors that they're thinking about trading him. So, who knows? Like, seriously. Could they? And I wouldn't be shocked. Because how many chances are you giving this team? I know he's the franchise face. But he doesn't play like it. Oh, well. Certainly wasn't playing like it this year. Okay. Like, are you... Are, like, Nate McDonald <coughs> is a good coach. He's a good coach, and he just up and left like that. Quinn Snyder is a good coach. He didn't up and left. He got fired. And he didn't up and leave anything. Well, he got he fired. He tapped on the shoulder. But there was allegedly a mutiny going on. It doesn't. Look, I really? don't I don't think it's worth spending more time about this because I think they're going to get swept. Yeah. All right, next game, the Sixers blew out the Nets 121-101, well, as expected. I it didn't was think. closer than it seemed for most yeah. of the game. Uh, Bridges did his thing, but... This is what I said about the Sixers. They are solid. Solid as they come. Absolutely a really Yeah, well, good Harris and Bede and Harden scored over 20 points. I did, I and did, they have yeah. depth. They have depth showing up, which was the biggest problem for, for Philly last year. They didn't have depth. Yeah. Now they have depth showing up. Finally. I think it showed for the Nets. I mean, Mikael Bridges had a good game, but... They didn't really have any other any other people scoring. I'm mean, looking at the scoring for the Nets. What about Cam Thomas? What happened with uh, him? You know, he's he Cam Johnson scored eight eighteen points. Uh, I don't even know if Cam Thomas played. Yeah, Cam Thomas played four minutes and got zero points. So they're not playing him. Mikael Bridges got thirty. So if Mikael Bridges is scoring all the points and no one else is scoring, then it's gonna be a long night. So that's it for yeah. the that's it for the NBA circuit. Let's I guess let's think about it now. So we got. We're gonna have Milwaukee playing soon against Miami. You don't think Miami? I think Miami no, barely I wins. Don't think I think they win one game. I don't think Miami has a chance. I think they win one game. I think they get swept. Really? Miami sucked this year. Miami got Absolutely swept. Absolutely suck it too. Just the most like I don't know why this team is so lazy. Mm-hmm. They're really just so lazy. Okay, so let's when it let's comes to building their team. All right, so let's shoot forward. We also have Denver, and Denver will be playing uh, the Timberwolves in the yep. first round. I think the Timberwolves win one game. If that, I, I think yeah, Denver wins the series. That, that that team is shaken. Not, okay, well, not with no, they don't win the series. Not with the tomfoolery that was pulled in Tom the last Fulery. game of the season mm. with Rudy Gobert's idiotic ass. Okay, all right. So that's Kyle Anderson. All right, but we'll see what ha- that that starts tomorrow over there. Yes, we also have the Lakers taking yeah. on the Grizzlies. I'm, I'm I'm I think this is the this is the litmus test because. Dylan Brooks, uh, Draymond Green Jr., uh, huh. is talking up about how he couldn't wait to face LeBron James. Yeah. It's almost like, be careful what you wish for. So now you're going to face a Lakers team that I believe has momentum going into the series. And I think the Grizzlies should be worried because they should despite be, yes. the fact that they had a good season, I don't think I think the whole John Moran thing was a huge distraction. I think it caused a lot of, a lot of issues. I think this team is... Is is vulnerable in a lot of ways. We'll see what happens. I think the Lakers are going to take the first game. I think the Lakers will win this series. I, 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 I'm holding back vomit by saying that. I think they'll win the series four games to two. I think they'll shock the Grizzlies in the series. Barring any injuries, I believe the Lakers will win this series. Uh, oh, injuries. Yeah, we yeah. know who gets injured. Barring any injuries, just because, and especially since that this Grizzlies team was talking a whole lot when they were playing a lot of smack. season to LeBron, and LeBron is of the school of, I take I took that personally. 
Yeah. So he's not going to play around in this series. Yeah. Not when another when he could make a run at another ring. Okay. So, okay. So the other interesting four or five matchup. Yeah. The Clippers and the Suns. I say to myself, at first I thought the Suns. I think the Clippers are going to win this series. Whoa. I think I think I'm making a very. It's a very. It's a. I know you don't agree with that. That that reaction tells me you don't agree. I believe that. The Clippers will surprise the Suns. I think it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go seven games. I think Clippers win. I think it comes down to me the benches. The Clippers made moves, right? To get. I mean, the Phoenix Suns made a move to get Durant and very little else, and they lost key guys. They lost well, Mikael Bridges. It's they it's lost Jay Crowder. They they lost Cam. These are guys. Cam Johnson. These are guys that were playoff tested on their team, and they don't have them. So I think the bench is going to be the big difference. Is the, is the top line for the Clippers going to going to be in full force though? Is Kawhi going to play? I think so. Is Paul George? Of course, all Paul hands George, on deck. Paul George has been struggling with injuries. Okay, all this hands year. on deck. You got a bench though. You got depth. Yeah, you got you Batum. Do. You got Bones Highland. You got guys coming off the bench and Westbrook coming off the. I think that the the Suns are going to be tested because once you get past their starting five and you look at the bench, I think it's very thin. That's yeah. my call. I know you. I think you think opposite. I think. I, I think the. I think the Suns will lose this be series. A very, very, very interesting series. I think the Suns win it in seven. Okay. Um, with a couple of games going to overtime, just because of how tough it'll be. There's a legit possibility that the Clippers do take the series, though. Okay. I do recognize that. Um, but it's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to benches. But um, are the Clippers' top line gonna be available? Right, we'll see. Be available. That's the biggest question that's been running through my head about the Clippers all year long. All right, are they going to be available? Because this is what they've been waiting for. Okay. This is why they. This is why they've sat Kawhi at times. Mm-hmm. This is why they've sat Paul George at times. Mm-hmm. This is it. Okay, they so. need to make a run. Those right. those picks from the OKC aren't getting any less valuable. All right, moving on. Your question here. Yep. Uh, thought Damian Lillard sending a message to Portland management. Okay, so once again, we know that Blazers once again missed the playoffs. Surprise, surprise. And Damian Damian Lillard uh, basically had a quote saying, "I don't have much of an appetite for building with guys two and three years away, and not really go after it." So that is a that shots are fired. He's finally realizing <laughs> that. This Blazers ownership does not give a damn about building a winner around him. They don't care. I mean, the NBA fandom has been screaming at him for two straight seasons now. Your team is in disarray. They do not want to surround you with talent. Get out because you deserve a ring. You've been so loyal. We don't care if you bring Chase. Go and join a contender and get a ring because he deserves one. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it, look. I think this is probably the. I think it's up to management to, to figure out. I just don't see Portland as that favorable market. Who do they have? I just Who don't. Do they have? But I don't. But I don't see Portland. Shaden Sharp. Maybe? Yeah, I don't look. I think Jeremy Grant's a nice player. They have some nice pieces, but they never have enough to give Damien the support he needs. I'm with you. I think maybe he... Look, I get it. He's trying to basically say, look, I want to bring a championship he, to this he franchise. To do that, it's been nearly 50 years. The point... The problem is that you... Uh, a player's uh, want to bring a championship to the city is, su- 
is gets superseded by the organization's uh, fortitude to actually bring players in and surround that guy with talent. It's the main reason why LeBron left. I look. I look. I'm not, I don't know anything about the the Portland hierarchy and whatever moves they're going to make. At the end of the day, you have to have two to tango. If they make a pitch to a team and they say, "Nah, we're not going to do that," they're not going to do that. I don't. I think I, I just see like. Portland not being an attractive place to play. I just don't think that's right now the case for. That I mean, is yeah, that's so. a straight up excuse to me. I don't want to hear it about hear about small markets. Mm. What the hell did Milwaukee do with their team? They're a small market, all for all intents and purposes. Mm, they're, they're a small market. They drafted Giannis, who at the time wasn't seen as a as a, a blue chip prospect. They developed him and surrounded him with talent. You do that in that order. I don't want to hear about small market uh, like excuses. You had Aldridge. You let him walk. You could have offered him a ridiculous amount to stay with Dame, and that was a legit possibility. But you let him walk, and like you could have even traded for guys. Mm. You could have traded for them, had them for for a rental, and and convince them say, hey, we had a good run with you here. We know you want to play with Dame. Let's resign you and keep you here because you okay. would have the edge in negotiations if you had traded for that player. So okay. I don't want to hear about small market excuse. Okay. Because look at what Milwaukee did. All right. Okay. Next yeah. question. Moving on. Thoughts about the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fine handed to Dallas Mavericks? Um. First of all, I'll say it's not enough, but also it's pocket change. That's pocket change to Mark Cuban. It's pocket change. But it's in my opinion, it's not enough. I believe their first round pick should have been given to the Knicks. That I believe their first round pick should have been given to the Knicks. Mm. I believe that fully because when you telegraph like that, when you absolutely telegraph like that, you're watering down the sport. And yes, tanking will always be a thing. That that's that's not even negotiable. Tanking will be a thing. Mm. Tanking, however, has to be done quietly, and it's an unspoken law that it has to be done quietly. When was the last time? It was done uh, blatantly. The process. What happened to Hinky? He got forced out in a coup d'état. Mm-hmm. So you need to you. This telegraphing was ridiculous by Mark Cuban. I think it was completely disgraceful. I think the NBA should have stepped in with an unprecedented move and given the pick to the Knicks. Of course, as a Knicks fan, I would. I, I'm livid. But I think you know. It's you're right. It's nothing, and I. It won't be the last time. I think. They were so obvious in their attempts to, you know, decide. Okay, we've come this far. We let the fans down. Having and look, I mean, it doesn't end there for the. I mean, the Mavericks keep that draft pick, what have you. But there's so many question marks outside of that for them. There, I, I wouldn't surprise me if they offer Kyrie a supermax because where else is he going to go? And I can see them going there because Luka Doncic is already talking about. I'm not happy. So I agree with you. I, I think that Silver should have stepped in and said. Yeah, we'll take that fine, and on top of that, that pick still goes to that pick. Yeah, was, it, was, the it was blatant. Yeah, it of course blatant. it was. Okay, fair enough. If you if Doncic if Doncic or Irving were to be injured for that game and you lost, fair, and you lost, but you were trying in that game, fair. But you sat both of them. Both of them were healthy, and you sat them. That's blatant tanking. I don't know if if Jason Kidd was being. T- had his hands tied by by Cuban or management, I think that might be the case, which is why he sat them. But 
It, the pick should have still gone to the Knicks, in my opinion, because that was blatant tanking, and it waters down the game. Tanking will always be a thing, and I'm not against tanking, because it's the way losing teams fix themselves. Okay, all right, next question. That's for you. But that was ridiculous. This might be OBJ signs with Baltimore. Is this something? It says to me that Baltimore are trying, are basically begging Lamar to come back. Begging him to play on that thirty-two million uh, franchise tag. It's uh, fifteen million dollars without incentives. Screams of desperation. Absolutely screams of desperation. Mm-hmm. And look, OBJ. He just came off of ACL surgery and hasn't played in a year. I, I, I really, fifteen million dollars. That screams of desperation to me. Mm. So that's what it. That's what it is to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I don't think it's anything in the sense of they brought in a guy who, yes, has some has a resume, uh, but as you said, he's been injured for a long time. I don't know if his I don't know if OBJ can capture any of the same energy and the same speed and the same durability that he had when he was with the Giants or even before when he initially signed up joined up with the Browns before he got injured the first time, and so. I'm with you. I don't. I see it a, a very small blip on the radar. I don't think it's going to have Lamar Jackson, you know, pondering and thinking. Well, gee, I really should make you've a move because he's you've there. You've got him one so, target. You've got him one target that's had three ACL injuries. I don't. I, I see this as the last um, destination for Des Bryant was Baltimore, yeah. and what happened there. So I don't. I don't know if the, I don't think this changes much for the the team. You know, you still need somebody to throw the ball to him. If they want to bring Lamar back, you got to make serious moves. You have to make serious moves on the offensive side of the ball. And I and I think you need to at this point fire Harbaugh. Moving on, St. Louis Blackhawks. Battle Hawks. Battle Hawks. Okay. (laughs) Battle Hawks. Yeah. Top over thirty-five K fans for their most recent game in the XFL. What does it tell you? That fans in St. Louis are hungry for another franchise. Yeah. Preferably NFL. This is XFL. Yes. No one cares. I mean, I think they're occupying a space that isn't occupiable by any other professional team. And that's where the Rams used to play before Kroenke well, grabbed them so and took them away. So they started in L.A. Uh, Frontieri moved them to... Yeah, we know the whole story. Louis, but, I mean, the, the issue right now is that that's why the fans are showing up because... There's nothing else in there to watch. There's no, there's no professional well, football the Blues, team. The, the the Blues aren't in the playoffs. No, but they're, they're, they're hockey. I'm talking Base, about. I'm talking about football. Base, baseball's, about, baseball's going on, but but that's but yeah. St. Louis is, is a baseball town. We know yeah. that. But you know they had the Rams and the Rams management. You know, particularly Kroenke wasn't happy with the state of the stadium. He wanted a new stadium and said, "Okay, you know what? I got LA planning to build a state of the art stadium. I'm out of here." So that's why the the, the fans are topping. You know, record amounts because there's no other professional football team to watch yeah. there. So uh, that doesn't surprise honestly, me. I think it'll fade off soon enough. Honestly, I think it's a fantastic move <laughs> from the XFL to put uh, teams in cities either the league hasn't claimed or has um, just thrown to the wayside, like St. Louis. I swear, um, wasn't San Antonio a team once? Yeah, they were a team yeah. once. Yeah, I think they. I think that was the. I think that was in the AAF. Yeah, the AF. But yeah. I, I think again. But but they already have professional teams in the state of Texas themselves. So yeah. I don't think it was a, a big draw. I but, think because that, St. Louis has that nothing AAF there. Team, um, the AF. That, that AAF team 
San Antonio would be a good place for a future NFL franchise because they backed the Commanders pretty well. Oh yeah, back back then. But um, I think it's a good idea from the XFL to actually fill those voids. Um, I don't think the XFL is never going to supersede the NFL, but I think it could well become a feeder league. I don't think it it become a minor league, but no. you you make it as a feeder league, sort of a. Uh, sort of as a um, well, used to a la carte minor league. They used to will. do that with the with the World Football League, and that kind of fizzled the thing out. Is, with the NFL, they could use a minor league, but they don't need one. No, they and, don't need one. But, and I, yeah, I, but, I, I, however, yeah. if they do make pitches to prospects, saying "Give us three years, hmm. give us three years," but the NIL is no, thing no, now, I, so. look, I just think that this is clearly a situation, clear example of, and look, I believe St. Louis is. Wanting another football franchise, but the same story. You get an owner that initially likes to sit there, doesn't like the situation, wants a new stadium, and moves out. It's happened before. Yeah, Art Modell did it. Yeah, <laughs> Jim Irsay did it. Yeah. So th- it's always the it's always history. All right, next. Next one moving forward to me. Uh, an agreement has been reached for the sale of the Washington <laughs> Football Franchise. How excited! Should fans be? There should be fans lighting sage and running through the streets, <laughs> cheering at the top of their lungs that the evil empire warlord Daniel Schneider has finally agreed verbally. Now, it's not been written in stone, but it's a good chunk of coin for $6 billion, which basically says, I'm done after this. So I think that kind of identifies the fact that it's almost over. It's almost there. There's still a couple of hurdles. Your next owners are going to be a group with Magic Johnson, so mm-hmm. be excited for that, because if Magic knows anything, is that putting a winning product on the field it is the biggest thing. He's in, We saw that with the Guggenheim baseball group. So, but looking at everything with Washington as a team, the fact that they've fallen off so far from... They owned Washington when they were known as Redacted. They absolutely own Washington. The Capitals weren't even a factor. Mm-hmm. The Nationals weren't even a team mm-hmm. during their heyday. Yep. So they owned Washington. They yep. were the game. So town. numbers don't lie. So I thought put some numbers out. Yes. Daniel Schneider's ownership team record was 164, 220, and two ties. Postseason record of two and six. Okay. Um, the number of quarterbacks during his reign, 27, including... A Donovan McNabb toward the end of his career, and God forbid Rex Grossman. Oh Lord! Ten coaches now, not including Ron Rivera, who I actually like. Ron Rivera, I think he's a pretty good coach. But you had Ronnie Schottenheimer. They exhumed Joe Gibbs for a second stint. Uh, all these other coaches, Steve Spurrier, it all failed. I would say his legacy. That's where Jack Del Rio was a head coach at one point. point. Yeah, uh, who knows? But. It's just been a legacy of just chaos, instability. That's it tells even, you that. That's not even talking about the stuff that was going on within the organization off the field. Of course. From sexual harassment to blatant racism at points in times. With the saga of the team name to a culture of fear and Machiavellian scheming and apparently uh, drinking like like copiously. Yeah. It, it, Ridiculous. It, yeah. The point of the matter is... When he took over '99, right? There was only that team there. That's yeah. That's there was no Ravens, and now I would say when the Ravens showed up, fan the fan base of the Washington team would have shifted over. 
So now they got to work to get it back. And I think you're right. This well, job. The, the, the biggest blight is that fans have not been showing up for years now. Of course. They're not only considering that FedEx Field sucks, it's the worst field in the entire league, but it's half an hour away from Metro DC. Yeah, yeah, we know that. So it's absolutely just they've lost Washington completely, which is the biggest black eye on Dan Snyder's reign. And that's not even considering all the stuff I just mentioned yeah. off the field. So the Josh Harris group, he's a part owner in the in the um, Sixers. Yep. He's also another part owner in another team. It's good that, that that's coming in. So now they can clean slate. Yeah. And you know, Daniel Schneider can slink off. He's got six billion dollars. I think he's And I think I farewell. think honestly, I think the federal government will be coming for him very soon. Oh well. Very, farewell. very soon. Because not only that, he used the team like a piggy bank. Okay. He, he, it's alleged, it's alleged that he committed bank fraud okay. in the team's name. So I believe, that, and Congress was investigating him anyway. So I believe that six billion won't last very long. Okay, next. So good riddance, okay. Daniel Snyder. All right, next. Um, a bit ahead of schedule, but would you consider the idea of eliminating a pitch clock in the MLB playoffs? Absolutely not. No, no. Don't remove the pitch clock. Keep it. It's incredible. It has single-handedly made baseball good to watch again. Who wants to sit down and watch a three-and-a-half-hour baseball game? Not me. Not you. I know for a fact you watch highlights. So I love the pitch clock, as should every other fan of baseball Hmm. love the pitch clock. Going to a game, watching it on TV, it is the best addition to the league in a long, long time. Okay, so I, I I would go back in time and say we've had previous um, podcasts where when it, when the first idea came up, I think we were both a bit skeptical about this. I think it's safe to say. Well, um, I, I I was like it could be a good idea, but right, we'll see how it right. runs. And so now we know we now know it works, and so I think that by removing it during the playoffs, I think you create a situation of confusion and just not just for the players. Confusion for the umpires because now they are on top of everything, yeah. and they have to have timers. The pitcher has to have a timer. You remove that, it, it creates, I think, a whole sense of just complete chaos. And you're not you're not taking away the soul of playoff baseball because that's always going to be there. Playoff baseball is the, in my opinion, probably the best uh, playoffs out of any. It's yeah. absolutely incredible to watch, and the pitch clock is only going to make it better. Because yeah. the time between pitches can be just so overbearing. Yeah. I watched a couple of the Mets game. I watched every single Mets play playoff game against San Diego, and the time between pitches was just ugh. So yeah. thank God, just don't remove it for the playoffs. Keep it forevermore. It is a fantastic change. All right, next. Moving on, we have got. Surprised that the Rays were defeat uh, undefeated for nearly 14 games into the season. No, no. I mean, I mean, uh, that's no. it's not. Un, it's definitely not, definitely not surprising to me. No. I mean, they're a good team. They're, they're, they're a team that no one talks about because of, of a couple of things. I think because they play in, in in a cemetery play, in a stadium that no play, one wants they to don't be in. Play in Tampa proper. They play in St. Petersburg. Right, and it's it's a terrible stadium, and it's just not fit. It doesn't doesn't strike me as warm. It's not. Yeah, I get it's not as uh, colorful as the Marlins Stadium, but there's a better product on there. Tell you what, the Marlins and Rays should 
swap. Yeah. They should be in the crappy stadium, and the Rays should get the Marlins stadium. Yeah, the Rays, the Rays deserve a good baseball stadium. Yeah, and I mean, if you're putting out there every since I really the last year they really had to rebuild was 2018, mm. and that was when they actually had to reload. But since then, then they went to the they, World Series since, two years later. Since then, they have committed to uh, improving their minor league system yeah. and talent evaluation, which has got them some amazing pieces. Wander Franco. Uh, Randy Rosarena. They just graduated Shane Boz from the farm. Uh, Vidal Brujan's still in the farm. They've got some amazing prospects waiting, and they're not going to be falling off anytime no. soon. Now give them a stadium in Tampa proper. What am I hearing about them demolishing the trop and building a new stadium there? Oh, at the lo- That's not the point. You should be moving to Tampa proper. Mm. And I know the, the, the Ybor City... Um, Proposal a couple of years back was sort of a pot shot, but it was a glass dome in the middle of Florida. No. That wasn't going to work. You need to give Tampa a stadium in Tampa proper for the city to support the Tampa Bay race. Yeah. Because look at what the Bucks and um, Lightning fan bases have gotten. Yeah, yeah. They've won championships and they're a passionate sports city. I, they will support the race if they're there. Yeah, I can't tell you a single player that I know outside of Rosarina. I mean, recently I just saw, watched highlights of the Rays playing the Blue Jays and realized Kevin Kiermaier, who used to play for the Rays, yeah. is on he them now. In free agency. But that tells you that the the beat goes on. So I'm not surprised. They lost, they've lost a couple games now, but I, I mean, they're in a tough division. And the fact that they constantly seem to improve each season well, last with year, nobody's... Last year, yeah. they were injured to all hell and they still made the playoffs. Yep, yeah. alright. So, I, I still they still made the wild card. So, I have full faith that this team will be playing on at the end, uh, by the time October hits. Full confidence. I all think right. this team is fantastic. Next. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins missed the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Is that significant? Of course it is. Thank God, honestly... Thank God the, the the last dinosaur of the East is dead. Because the way this Pittsburgh Penguins team was just coasting along with their their aging legends, thinking that everything was fine, was just so disgusting to witness. I mean, Crosby was good this year, as he always is. Gino was up and down. Um, and you re-signed Brian Russ to a six-year contract? Really? It did, that's not going to help you. And they did that when they lost to the Rangers last year. And thank God they missed the playoffs. So now they can maybe start to rebuild. Okay. Maybe. So I would say it's significant considering heads rolled. General manager and the assistant general manager both heads fired. Heads gone. Both fired. Um, you know. Sully might be gone soon. Well, look. I mean, I, I don't know enough about the Penguins to know. But also to know that Sidney Crosby's getting older. Then they re-signed Yegeni Malkinen, who was like almost 40. Yeah, Gino. Yeah. Too old. Yeah. Too many old guys, and that's just caught up they're, with them. They're going to become... The, it's evolution. They're going to become the Red Wings of the Metro. Okay. Remember when the Red Wings streak ended? Yeah. How many bad contracts they had on that And team? now, and, nothing. Uh, but, but now the Red Wings actually had to wait a couple years to actually get their prospects through, and they look like to be rebuilding right now. And But with... It's going to be some pain years ahead for Penguins fans. Yep. Cherish those cups. All right. Honestly, because they might be the the last ones you see for a long time. All right. We're coming to the end of our show. Happy birthday, belated Brett Saberhagen, 59 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Was the Cy Young Award winner with the Royals in the 80s. 
pitched the last game of the World Series 1985. The Royals won that one. I think he won Rookie of the Year because he was a rookie that year. Uh, pitched for several years. Moved on notably to the Mets after that and didn't pitch so well with the Mets and it's bit of controversy. It was a Mets period. Early 90s period of time. It was the Mets owned by the coupons. Yep. Um, happy birthday to that. Happy belated birthday Ryan Nugent Hopkins plays with the Edmonton Oilers alongside Connor McDavid. Did it had a good season but yep. get no good season next to Connor McDavid's numbers. Well, Connor McDavid had the best season of his career yep. and just won the Art Ross. Yep. So happy belated birthday to him and Asiya. Both Dwayne Casey and Steven Silas fired from their respective teams, the Pistons and the Rockets, both chasing after Webb and Yama. Both teams are horrible. So this is not a surprise that they both got fired. When it comes to Casey, I believed that he was... His um, best years were in Toronto. I think both of these these coaches were um, sold on false pretenses. Not by their franchise. I don't think so. Casey was hired... (laughs) To come in and coach a team that was sort of maybe in playoff contention no with, way. with Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose, yeah. like past their primes. Yeah. But now, then they emptied out, and now he's, he's to blame. They're so Same bad. Same thing with Silas. He was hired to come in to coach, coach James Harden, and they promptly tra- traded James Harden. Uh. So, and I, look, I feel bad for Silas the most because that playing group, that, that, is, that Houston playing group, has got to be some of the most selfish idiots I've ever seen on a basketball. Both court. teams so, are garbage. I know they're garbage. So it doesn't. I, I don't think it has anything to I do with that. I know they're garbage, but Houston, I really have an umbrage for. Okay. Because KPJ, Jalen Green, those guys do not pass the ball. Oh well. All they're if, there. If Webinyama goes stats. there, gotta give it to somebody. All right. If you're coming from any streaming service. Welcome. We do this once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about TikTok because I, I, no one checks TikTok. I need to, yeah. We don't have any emails. I don't know what's wrong with you people. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what is wrong. Uh, I'm not saying I know everything, but please feel free to drop us a line and tell us what you know what you think. And we will resume next week. We'll talk about a little more baseball. We'll jump into the NHL playoffs, which we yeah. didn't have time for today. We'll probably be done with the first round of the NBA playoffs. And we will see you next week. All right. Take care. Ciao.